It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Hey, hey, we are live on this Tuesday night. We want to hear your phone calls. We want to uh, see your texts. Call in or text in at 205-941-1011. As many of you know, Greg Davis serves in the he he's down in Montgomery during the legislative session advocating for Christian values to our Alabama legislators, our politicians. And so tonight he is a little busy. He might be able to come in a little bit later in the show, but I'm not sure yet, but we'll stay tuned for that. And whether he's in tonight or tomorrow, he'll update us on all the things going on. He does a great job down there. Make sure you are praying for him. My name's Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio. Andrew, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Well, of course. Uh, now, question. Was it raining when you drove in? Was it because when I drove in earlier this morning, it was pretty heavy. How was it with your drive? It was raining a little bit, but not bad. Not bad. Okay. And uh, man, I was driving and you had some semis like, hey, shout out to our truck drivers out there. Y'all do incredible work. But sometimes I get a little frustrated with semi trucks that act like they're little cars and they're kind of weave in and out. So I almost, uh, okay, I don't want to be dramatic. But I almost uh, rear-ended a couple semi trucks that uh, they, um, you know, they they swung out in front of me. They would switch over into the left lane where I was coming up, and they would proceed to not speed up at all. And I'm like, all right, that was let's let's be careful, particularly particularly when it's raining pretty heavy. But no, y'all y'all do a great job. Uh, you just when it's raining, y'all make sure you're careful, make sure you are driving safe. So for this first hour, we're talking news and politics. In the second hour, we're talking ministry and culture as we so often do. Like I said, y'all, we want to hear your comments, your calls, call in 205 941 one zero one one. You can also text us at, at that number as well. First up on the hold on a moment. Is that hi, Stuart? How are you? Hello there. Did you like kill Andrew and take his place? Where did Andrew go? Yes, he is gone. He's gone forever to be forgotten. Oh no. Okay. Well, I didn't even tell Andrew bye. It's okay. It's okay. Are you, are you in for tonight? No, he, he'll be back. He'll be back in a second. <laughs> he'll be back. Okay, because I'm like, I'm talking, uh, we're about to talk about a Planned Parenthood news story. So I look down on my laptop and I'm, I'm getting ready to kind of cover the story. And then I look across and then it's Stuart where Andrew was like two seconds ago. Yeah. Anyways, okay. All right. I'm not going crazy. I don't think, though my wife might disagree depending on the day. 1819 news story. Our doors are open. 
Planned Parenthood engaging in aggressive marketing tactics in Auburn, UAB online student newspapers. Pro-abortion nonprofit Planned Parenthood, founded by one of the most evil people who have ever existed, in my opinion, horribly racist, uh, Margaret Sanger. Uh, that's not talked about as much in schools, unfortunately. Uh, anyways, uh, Planned Parenthood is aggressively advertising in student newspapers at Auburn University and the University of Alabama, Birmingham, or UAB. Advertisements marked with the Planned Parenthood logo read, Our doors are open. Planned Parenthood stands for care. Or, Your care is our priority on the front pages and online stories at the, of the Auburn Plainsman and UAB's Kaleidoscope. Both online newspapers are the primary student newspaper for their campus. The ad links to a Planned Parenthood website advertising basic sexual health care like STD testing and also gender-affirming hormone care and abortion services. Now, uh, Alabama has the finest pro-life law in the nation, and uh, you are not allowed to... in most cases have an abortion unless the life of the mother is at risk and so you can't have an abortion legally but if you go to you know one of their uh, i guess one of their tools where you can find where you can can have an abortion uh, it'll take you to you know somewhere in Georgia where it's legal for up to 6 weeks it'll try to it'll uh, tell you to go there um but anyways y'all this is a shout out to those involved in campus ministry Make sure you have resources available to uh, to everyone, but particularly our young adult ladies at college. It doesn't have to be a young adult either. Just uh, to our ladies, uh, they just know where pregnancy clinics are. Uh, those clinics that are interested in preserving human life and uh, can definitely help you out there. So I know I serve in uh, campus ministries at, at my local community college, which is Wallace, and I uh, serve with Christy Hick. Shout out to Christy there. Uh, she does a, an amazing job at Wallace, and uh, we're, we're so blessed to be able to do so. But, y'all, you don't think about campus ministry much maybe in your day-to-day -day life, but make sure you support your local campus ministers because they're the missionaries on campus. If you think about it, you have missionaries that you'll send overseas and they need support uh, to, to spread the gospel, fulfill the Great Commission, to meet needs wherever they are. Campus missionaries are so important as well because it is like a... If we're being honest, it's a different world uh, with the next generation coming up and uh, trying to present Christianity uh, wins uh, with uh, being winsome, persuasive, loving, and also pizza nights. We love our pizza nights. Stuart, are you a pizza guy? Do you like pizza? Pizza's delicious. Okay. Favorite topping? Don't I'll say probably pineapple. Probably go the classic pepperoni. Maybe some sausage on there. Pepperoni and sausage. Typic I love typically that. Typically, meat lovers kind of guy. I, I was about to say, if you said pineapple, I'm going to quit the show. Nah, that's probably Andrew's answer. We're just going to go with that. Okay, that's, that's why we got rid of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. All right, now now it's all justified. It's all okay, Andrew. Uh, yeah, shame on you for liking pineapple. That's not even confirmed. He might not like pineapple, but he probably does. Anyways, I'll I'll, I'll keep that going. I'm gonna ask him that when he comes in again, uh, uh, and I'll see what what he says. But anyways, anyways, uh, pizza nights, y'all. Campus ministry. I almost forgot what, where I was going with that. It's vital. 
because the, the, it's the front lines. So when Planned Parenthood is aggressively advertising, who's combating that information? When Planned Parenthood is celebrating abortion, pushing for abortion, even though in Alabama they can't do some of those things, uh, we need our campus missionaries our campus leaders to uh, you know, there are lots of ministries out there uh, i'm i'm a part of ratio christi uh, there's uh, a crew intervarsity uh, you know all, all the different organizations they do such vital work so hopefully your local church is supporting your local campus missionary it is vital because planned parenthood is going to put out information about the positive uh, you know, inf- what they would see as positive information about abortion. We need people on the ground, boots on the ground, to counteract that. And so, for instance, Planned Parenthood stands for care. Does that include the unborn? Do we care for them too? Your care is our priority. Does that include the pregnant life inside of myself if I was a pregnant woman? Uh, d- does that include care for that person? And uh, yeah, just a typical pro choice uh, phrasing that you know me- need to be careful of. But anyway, so Planned Parenthood is active on our campuses, so our churches should be as well. Our churches need to be involved, having meals, holding Bible study, supporting local uh local groups like crew and intervarsity and other other things as well uh, that that's a good thing to do y'all on the other side of the break we'll talk about a family-friendly birmingham drag show that involved children unfortunately and uh, just things we need to be aware of and things we need to uh, push against because our voice is powerful we heard we saw that in the whole bud light debacle how bud light wanted to celebrate uh, certain uh, trans uh, certain uh, anyways and, and bud light sales just plummeted uh, our voice is powerful so we need to speak up y'all this is wxjc radio priority talk i'm nate williams we'll be right back Priority Talk. The tobacco industry spent billions of dollars addicting a whole new generation of kids to nicotine. HB 319/SB 271 further victimizes children all over again for their predatory marketing. Text ALKIDS to 46839 to tell state senators protect kids, not tobacco. Vote no on HB 319 and SB 271. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest running advertiser, and that's today's family dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. This is Glenn Coffey 
former running back of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and you're listening to Grad Davis on Priority Talk. This is Priority Talk Radio. Here we are live on this Tuesday night. Call in or text in at 205-941-1011. And we have Andrew back. Andrew, you had disappeared. So here's what happened, Andrew. So you're gone. Let me recap. All right. So I'm looking at you. We're talking, um, you know, talking about, okay, it's raining a little bit. And then I look down and I get ready to talk about my story, which is Planned Parenthood being aggressive in its advertising tactics and how we need our campus ministries to be able to counteract that with good information. And then I go to look back up after I have my new story and then Stuart's there. I was like, did did Stuart just get rid of you? Was it was it like uh, some sort of uh, were, were you fired suddenly? But anyways, you're back. So I'm glad to hear it. We talked also randomly about pizza topping so i thought it was only fair to ask you what's your favorite pizza topping when it comes to pizza i am very basic i'm a pepperoni guy (gasps) okay so you're pepperoni there's hope for you uh we were deathly afraid that you like pineapple pizza what what are your thoughts on pineapple pizza this is very important my entire family loves it they'll order two pizzas anytime we go anytime we get pizza a pepperoni and a pineapple, and I'll usually eat half the uh, pepperoni because I won't touch the pineapple pizza. Okay, there's hope for you, Andrew. I appreciate that. I don't know how in a family of bad apples that just, they like pineapple. Okay, y'all, because I'm going to, okay, get a little religious here. There are some great combinations, right? You think peanut butter and jelly. All right, great. Burgers and fries. Uh you have cereals, wonderful, milk and whatever your cereal of choice is. But who was looking at a pizza one day and decided with great sin in their heart, surely they were far from Jesus as they were thinking these thoughts. You know what would go great on that? Pineapple. Like, were they, maybe they were on, I don't know, some of the devil's lettuce. I don't know. What would cause you to have such a far from God thought? Do you, do you, do you want to speculate, Andrew? How did that happen? It had to be someone who had never had pizza before and they just thought, hey, this, this goes on here. It's got to. I love pineapple. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe, okay, someone was making whatever uh meal had pineapples in it and then next to them someone was making a pizza and maybe in the hustle and bustle of the kitchen someone knocked over the can of pineapples or maybe they were cutting pineapples up whatever and then the unbeknownst to the pizza maker some pineapple slices fell on the pizza as he or she was putting the pizza in the oven and then then a a terrible thing was born but anyways, Andrew, okay, you don't like pineapple pizza, we can be friends. All right, uh, y'all, this is this is a serious stuff we need to talk about. We need to hash these things out. Another serious thing, unfortunately, that I need to talk about, with 1819 News reports that family-friendly Birmingham drag show includes children collecting tips for performers. Uh, Saturday evening, the Birmingham Festival Theater 
put on a so-called family-friendly drag show in which performers accepted tips from attendees, many of whom were children. In videos obtained by Alabama Today, snippets of several performances can be seen, including young children picking up dollar bills thrown on the stage. Last week, 1819 News reported on several of the performers slated to attend and showed pictures of their particular type of artistic expression. In one video, a performer can be seen wearing a skin-tight bodysuit painted with abdominal muscles while, while wearing deer antlers. One performer quipped that young children picking up dollar bills cast onto the stage were drag kit kittens. Uh, drag kittens, stage kittens, or merely kittens are nomenclatures used for young protégés or in-training individuals that assist in the drag and burlesque world. Kittens typically help performers with props, collect tips, and other activities. Another performer can be seen wearing an inflatable toy that features fake legs uh, straddling a giant duck. Uh, as a preview for the event, Birmingham Festival Theater posted a TikTok video touting the family-friendly nature of the event. All right, y'all. Question. If someone's just going to wear a goofy costume for kids, that's just a kid's event. So, for instance, if I wanted to wear a big inflatable duck over, you know, just whatever I was wearing, and it's like, oh, I'm a big duck, and I'm going to a kid's party, I'm just, that, that's not a drag event. Why, why do these things have to be drag? Why does it have to feature people uh, looking, you know, for the most part, pretty grotesque, uh, switching genders? You know, I don't I don't get why children have to be there. And then you involve kids, y'all, because this is concentrated effort to normalize behavior that kids will grow up and they will see drag performers very sexually dressed with very skimpy clothing or certain body parts uh, accentuated to a not natural degree, unnatural degree. And they'll think of it as a normal good thing. And it's not. It's perverse. And so this is just part of that that training uh, that, that some people might call it grooming, that this is normal. And so it happens in Alabama. And this is where I think this show, Greg had a segment on the show, I think, when was it? I think it was Friday during the first hour, talking about a, 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 an event in uh, Birmingham, the Springville Public Library, Springville Road Public Library, if I have the name right, that was very uh, LGB friendly. There were some kid, kids, uh, inappropriate kids elements there. And there's no such thing as a family friendly drag show because by its nature, drag shows are going to be sexual. That's the whole cross dressing appeal if you're into that. And so naturally, it's going to be adult themed. And then so when people say, well, what's so bad about a duck costume? At that point, if someone's wearing a duck costume, that's not drag. It's not a drag show if someone has uh, just deer antlers on um, or, or you know, like the duck is what I keep coming back to. If someone's wearing a, uh, a bird costume and then just starts dancing around with kids, if someone's wearing a bird costume, that's not a drag show. Like, 
just call it like a, a family fun event. A drag show is a specific thing, but they're trying to figure out ways of warming up the culture to these things because the next step, you involve kids, you have some non-drag type clothing. Well, the next drag show, it's going to be drag kings and queens and what they normally wear, which is, again, very sexual, very uh, skimpy clothing or certain body parts accentuated. That's the goal. They know there's a strong move in an a- movement in Alabama against it. So some of these performers now just wear non-drag stuff and they call it a drag show. So they're trying to take steps. So what one, they're not canceled, but two, they can progress you along to what it ultimately is. And we've seen in other states uh, what a lot of these shows are. And it'll be kids uh, touching adults just that that in the way the adult is uh, appears or is dressed kids should not be around they should not be seeing those things you see it at uh, gay pride parades you see it at um at clubs uh, gay clubs and things like that and uh, kids don't need to be there so we want to protect our kids and so thank you to 1819 news and other news sites that are calling this out so that we can be aware and again we can put social pressure uh, as christians we can be activists i've talked about this before sometimes christians we're not good at activism we want to work our nine to five or eight to five we want to come home and we want to be with family and we just say to the world and we say to the government leave us alone let us live and, and and that's great. I agree in general. Paul calls us to, uh, to to work hard. He says work hard and, you know, work with your hands and to stay quiet. So in general, that's good advice. But there are some times when we need to activate our activist uh, abilities. That's to rise up as one uh, with our voice, reach out, act out um, uh, legally. Don't go burn things down as some want to do. Uh, act out appropriately to, to march, to protest. Make your voice heard from a Christian biblical perspective. Sometimes we're not good at that, but I think we can do better, and I think we're doing better in this state, which I think is wonderful. Speak out on the things that matter. Well, also, in in your life, work hard, uh, be a part of your community, be active in your church. You can do all those things together. Y'all, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Things are starting to heat up in the Republican presidential primary coming up in 2024. This is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. Make sure to call us or text us at 205-941-1011. Check out our website, PriorityTalkRadio.com. Lots of good information there. We'll be right back. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home 
place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. My life be like, ooh, ah, yeah, ooh, my life be yeah. like, My name's Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio making sure everything sounds good. And now we're going to turn to the Republican primary field. Y'all, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. You have, naturally, President Donald Trump. Uh, you have uh, Mike Pence, former vice president. You have Nikki Haley. And uh, Vivek or Vivek Ramaswamy has some interesting ideas I've talked about on the show before. And you recently have uh, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott. And uh, I, I like Tim Scott. I don't know how well he'd do running against Biden. And my worry is sometimes with the nice guys that Donald Trump will just chew them up in the in the way that uh, Trump's personality gets and so you have people like Ben Carson who I really liked and uh, he just got out out shined outshone he just got over uh, just didn't have a big enough personality to compete with Trump and uh, so Ben Carson didn't work out and I, I think Tim Scott might be a little bit like that as well seems like a super nice guy I've listened to some uh, podcast uh, conversations that he's had but again running against Trump you have to have the kind of personality that can stand up to what Trump's going to throw at you uh, and so uh, but I'll tell you a little bit about Tim Scott I think he has a great story regardless of how things end up up with his uh, with his campaign and is a story we can learn from uh, let me find it uh, he's from South Carolina and uh, Scott a Christian which I like has openly spoken over the years about his affinity for faith in the Bible he believes his story of growing up in abject poverty and achieving success holds the ability to inspire others so I'll tell you a little bit about a story if you like many people don't know a ton about him uh, Scott has faced his fair share of life difficulties with his parents divorcing when he was a young child and his mother working diligently to support the family he said his mom labored 16 hours daily, changing bedpans, helping patients, and exemplifying there's dignity in all work. The senator's grandfather, who grew up in the heart of South Carolina's Jim Crow era, had it even harder, as he was forced to drop out of school in the third grade so he could pick cotton to support the family. But that same granddad was able to see the fruit of his own labor manifest through Scott's successes. He lived long enough to see his grandson pick out a seat in Congress. And so what I say is, from cotton to Congress in one lifetime, Scott said, it just tells me the story of the American evolution. It's such a beautiful story that we sometimes miss. 
Quoting scripture throughout his conversation with CBM, Scott emphasized the essential uh, essentiality of faith in his in his life and work, and open, openly acknowledged the role of belief in every facet of his being. Man, I'm struggling to read this for some reason. He spoke about the impact his journey, the Bible, and God has had on his creation of the Opportunity Agenda, a socio-political effort to provide services and opportunities for lower-income Americans. The lessons of my childhood that weave together practical principles and practical effort and biblical truth has really formed the foundation for most of my Opportunity Agenda that I focus on and work on every single day in the United States Senate. And, uh, yeah, it just goes on to talk more about his faith. This was an article from Faithwire. And so we love when strong Christians run for political office. We do. We think that more people should do that. We think more ministry leaders and pastors should, as is appropriate, run for political office. Now, you don't want to completely blur the line between uh, state and church. But I think that, y'all, who's going to stand up for the, the, the needy, the, the poor? The, who's going to have stronger Christian values than Christian leaders? So I think that Christians should run for political office. We really support that. This is Senator Tim Scott, and he has a really inspiring story. So, again, I don't know that the Trump machine, if you go against Trump, you have to have a personality to be able to take on his but and I don't know if Scott has that, but uh, but I do like him as a person. I can't tell you a bunch about his policies, but he's entered the race and it's getting interesting. What this also leads me to is the fact that Ron DeSantis is officially declaring presidential run during event with Elon Musk. This is from the Daily Wire. So Ron DeSantis, we, we've known this for a while. Uh, what he's been doing, he's gearing up for a presidential run, touring touring the country and doing some of the usual things, but it's about to become official tomorrow night. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is officially entering the 2024 presidential race this week during a special event with Twitter owner Elon Musk. The conversation between DeSantis and Musk will take place on Twitter at 6 o'clock Eastern Time on Wednesday, according to multiple reports. The conversation will be moderated by Republican donor David Sachs, who is, supporter, who is a supporter of DeSantis and a close ally of Musk. Anyways, uh, the 44-year-old governor will then file paperwork with the Federal Election Commission, which will officially launch his uh, campaign. And then following the event on Twitter, DeSantis is expected to appear on Fox News around 8 o'clock uh, Eastern Time on Fox News tonight. Anyway, so, y'all, it's getting interesting. Ron DeSantis, who right now... Um, I, I like Tim Scott just from a personality standpoint. Uh, I think he's kind. I think he has a good record. I, I think he's a strong Christian. I like him. I like DeSantis. Um, not as big on Trump, but I'll vote for Trump over Biden. Uh, but Trump, when, when Trump turned on the pro-life community, uh, I really soured me on Trump. I just uh, and recently he said that uh, Ron DeSantis is uh, I think Florida has a six week abortion ban. He said that was too, uh, you know, that, that was too strong. And so Trump is kind of turning on the pro-life community. And I'm a major advocate for pro-life. That is the number one issue. This is what I tell people. I tell my liberal friends, OK, uh, you want social justice. 
you want, um, you know, green, some sort of green policy. Okay. That only matters if you're alive. If you're dead, if you've been aborted, if you did not make it out of the womb, you know what you don't care about? You don't care about social justice because you're dead. You don't care about green AOC, green New Deal, stop cows from, uh, you know, natural bodily emissions. You don't care about any of that if you're dead, if you didn't make it out of the womb. And uh, same thing, I guess, on the right for conservatives who aren't as pro-life as me. Uh, what, what are some of the things that we care about as conservatives? You know, strong borders, strong economy, uh, strong military, uh, strong uh, community, uh, social fabric uh, organizations like the local church. We love all those things. That's great. That's wonderful. Um, but it doesn't matter if you're dead. It doesn't matter if you didn't make it out of the womb. And so those are my thoughts as well that uh, I think uh, uh, right now I like Ron DeSantis and Tim Scott. I think Ramaswamy is very interesting, too. But anyways, friends, y'all, as Christians, just be ready for this next presidential election. Be ready for the media to pull its usual shenanigans. It wouldn't surprise me if the media looks for the next uh, George Floyd. If the media uh, ratchets, ratchets up its racial tension that it always does during election season, like just be ready. Be ready. Respond with truth and kindness. It's so important. So important that, that, that the media is going to do its usual things to try to bash the Republican Party. Just just be ready. Uh, and, and don't don't take the bait. Don't take the bait because part of it is pushing and pushing and pushing until some conservative acts badly and then does something bad. And then the media says, look, look, that's all Republicans. No, that's not true. Uh, you were just acting ridiculous and pushing and pushing and pushing. And naturally something happens from all the pushing. So as uh, as, as conservatives, be ready. Speak the truth with grace and kindness. Speak the truth. Be bold. Don't don't compromise don't back down don't be ashamed of our values but do so well uh, speak well um, do your research know your statistics and your facts and also just be careful how you act out on social media because here's what happens on social media that drives me crazy a christian will say something very very harsh very very mean-spirited very very ugly and then what people who are non-Christians will do is they'll say, look at that social media post by that person. That's all Christians. All Christians are like that. Uh, and so, um, you know, just and what that does is that makes Christianity look bad. And so be careful what you post on social media, please. Not every debate is worth it. Andrew, I have a question for you. All right. Facebook debates, Instagram debates. Uh, Twitter debates online. What are your thoughts? Do you do you jump in? Do you grab a pitchfork or do you sit those out? Uh, it depends on the topic. You, okay. I, I'll usually sit out though. Okay. I have. I used to be one of those Facebook warriors. I'm like, all right, here we go. They ain't, they ain't gonna know what hit them. And then and then naturally it didn't do any good. And I was like, okay, I'm wasting my time. Y'all non-Christians are watching you and how you behave on social media because what they'll do is, is depending on the person, they'll take your post and say, look at all Christians. All Christians are this mean-spirited and ugly and nasty. And so we want to be careful, y'all. Speak the truth, 
but speak it with grace. But anyway, so that, that's just some news stories I wanted to cover for you. Tim Scott joining in. Ron DeSantis is going to have an event with Elon Musk. And I have to say, y'all, Elon Musk, I don't agree with everything that he does, but I think he does care about free speech. So Twitter, which I never cared much for, it's much more friendly to conservatives than it used to be. So I'm not saying for you to waste even more time on social media. I'm not saying for you to start a Twitter account. But I think that the shadow bans and the outright censorship days, for now, it's gotten better. For now, it's gotten better. That's at least what I think. What do you think, y'all? Presidential season coming up 2024. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? I want to know. And I don't mind. Okay, I've had people text me before be like, hey, I said something about chat GPT recently and preaching and I I talked about it from a research perspective and uh, someone said, hey, they disagreed with me. I reached out to them. I said, oh, wonderful. I like people disagreeing with me because that means I get to talk and we get to uh, dialogue and and learn. I'll learn from you. So if you disagree with me about something, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Don't worry. Call in at 205-941-1011. Call or text that number. Y'all, this is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. We're on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. That's 10 hours a week right here. We'll be back. Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, this is Ed Newton, a Bible communicator out of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis here in Birmingham, Alabama. Here we are towards the end of our first hour talking news and politics. We've covered a lot of ground. We talked a little bit about Planned Parenthood on our campuses We've talked about a supposedly, but it's not, but supposedly a family-friendly drag show in Birmingham. And then we've talked a little bit about the presidential election coming up, the Republican primary field. Tim Scott joined, senator from South Carolina. And then tomorrow, I believe, Ron DeSantis will make his uh, campaign official. And we've known for a while, this is not news, you just... uh, yeah, it just eventually has to announce it, so he's doing it tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, all that. Call in, 205-941-1011. Here's an article from the Daily Wire. Catholic vote leader slams Dodgers for re-inviting queer and trans nuns troop to Pride events. So apparently, Los Angeles Dodgers, it's June, so it is pride night uh pride month and as the saying goes okay we have pride month Uh, what about all the other deadly sins what about gluttony month what about lust month what about etc etc as a as a play off of that pride month celebrating lgb 
all of that. And so Los, An- uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, they had a Pride Night coming up in June. They, they will have one. And they originally invited a drag group, which is kind of makes a mockery of the Catholic faith. It's like uh, drag queens who drag... Uh, let, me, uh, let me see, have a specific description of them drag queens who dress up as nuns so that's that makes a mockery of religion right there for something to be that uh, that sexual and then just pretending to be religious and so it's it's disrespectful it's making like i said a mockery of catholicism and so originally the drag group was invited but then when catholic vote uh, an organization kind of had this uh, outrage, outreach. The Los Angeles Dodgers uh, took back that invitation. They took it back. And, but then when there was uh, L.A. Pride and other organizations then had their outrage, like, how could you take away that invitation? This group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. So right there, you automatically see the mockery. Perpetual Indulgence, one of the marks of religion, one of the marks of Christianity, Catholicism with with nuns and just, yeah, I'm going to say Christianity in general, is the fact that we're supposed to be disciplined. We're supposed to deny ourselves, deny our flesh, not in a religious extremist kind of way where we're going to do horrible things to our body in the name of our God. No. But we're just supposed to deny our flesh, uh, discipline ourselves so that we can live the life that pleases God. And and so when you have a name called uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, basically saying people who just do as they please, perpetual, always continual indulgence, giving in to sin. And so it's just a mockery, again, of Catholicism. But the Los Angeles Dodgers re-invited this group, and uh, what, what the Catholic vote says— uh, it's it's a, a slap in the face for Catholics. The group engage uh, engages in sacrilegious behavior, fraught with sexual innuendo that mocks the Catholic faith. And so the Dodgers bowed. And and sometimes you wonder with Target doing what it's doing, with baseball doing what it's doing, what is our role when it comes to uh, boycotting? Uh, do we partake in cancel culture? We don't like it when it's done to us with Christians and uh, political conservatives. But then at what point do you take part in the doctrine called mutually assured destruction of, okay, you're going to do it. I'm going to do it. And we both can cease fire. We both can take a step back and be like, hey, let's not do this. But if you're going to take part in this, well, we're going to as well. And so do we boycott Dodgers games because they invite people who mock the Christian faith? I don't know. That's a tough, tough question because, again, I have two conservative impulses inside of me that I often talk about on the show. The first one is free speech. Dodgers can invite whoever they want to. It's a freedom of association, free speech, whatever. Uh, Just do as you please. But then also... Let me do as I please, right? Don't control me. Don't censor me. Don't cancel me. So that's one libertarian kind of response. The other one is, oh, this is just uh, drag queens, drag kings. It's very sexual, like I say. 
It's perverse. It's making a mockery of God's created order. It's trying to involve children. It's celebrating debauchery. Well, I'm not for that. I don't want that being paraded literally around the streets. I don't want someone mocking the Catholic faith because I, as someone who goes to a non-denominational church, I wouldn't want someone mocking my church. Uh, and, and so I have these two different conservative impulses inside of me. One is get off my lawn. Yeah, just live as you please. Live and let live. The other one is, well, y'all, this isn't good. This is evil, what they're, what they're standing for and what they're celebrating. The Los Angeles Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, again, just a mockery, uh, said the group accepts the team's apology because when they took away the invitation, uh, they eventually handed it back after they were pressured to, to go back to their original decision. And they issued an apology, giving in to the woke crowd. And then uh, we believe the apology is sincere since the Dodgers have worked for 10 years with our community. So the Dodgers have been very LGBTQ plus friendly. And so as Christians, what do we do? Anyways, Catholic vote stands strong against it. And I think I do as well. It's just making a mockery of religion. And this is where our culture is headed, where you do have, I uh, hate to phrase it this way, sometimes you have battle lines. Of this is not good behavior. And you can do this behavior, uh, you know, in, in the privacy of your own home, but in public, it's 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 not good. It doesn't lead to good lifestyles. It doesn't. It's not good for our children to be exposed to it, and it leads to ultimately self destruction. Because what transgender ideology does, it's ultimately looking to God and saying that I don't like the way that you made me. I wish I looked different. I wish I was different. And uh, taking away from the mental illness standpoint, because if you have a mental illness, uh, I, I encourage you to seek appropriate, uh, appropriate help from actual medical professionals that will help you in this area. But for all those who take part in transgender uh, ideological community, it's ultimately telling God that you made a mistake to make me a girl. I don't want to be a girl. You made me a mistake to be a boy. I don't want to be a boy. I want to be whoever I want to be. Uh, biological limitations notwithstanding. I'm going to have surgery and I'm going to take uh, hormone. I'm going to take certain pills and uh, hormone treatments. All in an effort because I don't like the way I am. And it's the logical, one of the last steps. I don't know if it is the last step. I think that is physician-assisted suicide and suicide and euthanasia. I think that's ultimately the last step. But it's one of the last steps to say to God, all right, I already decide why I'm living, not you, God. I'm already deciding who I can and can't sleep with, who I can and can't marry, what I, how I should live. I've already decided good from evil, the purpose of life. Now it goes down to the very fiber of my being I don't like the fact that you've made them male and female. I don't like those options. I want different options, and I will create them. Now it's not just men can be women and women can be men. Now it's ident identify as a cat. I identify as a unicorn. I identify as a, a an attack helicopter, as the joke goes. I identify as... Uh, nothing and everything and all things and depending on the day I can be a different gender now it's I can be whoever I want to be because I don't want to be who God made me to be 
Andrew, I wish I could repeat that. I don't know what I just said. I don't want to be who God made me to be. So I will be anything I want to be. I phrased it better the first time. I hate when I do that. I come up with a good phrase, a good, uh, just something that goes together, and then I can't remember it. Anyway, something along those lines. Ultimately, the next step is physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia, uh, abortion of just life is not worth living. And so peace out, Boy Scout, God, you can't tell me to live. I am the God of my own life, so I can end it as I please. And so these are just steps towards a self-destructive culture. This all is in a line. You don't like the slippery slope? Well, it's it's slippery and it's very sloping and we see it in Western culture. So as Christians, we need to stand for life. We need to stand for life. Life is valuable. You matter. Men are good. Husbands and fathers are good. Women are good. Wives and mothers are good. Celebrate God's created order. It's a good thing. And society is happy and peaceful as we live as we should. Y'all, we are entering this second hour on the other side of the break where we will talk ministry and culture. This is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. I'm Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 